0: Welcome to another episode of Polished Gems with your host, Jacinta Martin. Join me as we rediscover our shine by learning how to rebuild with the nine fruits of God's spirit.
1: Keita. Hello, Jacinta. Perfect. We finally are on. So guys,
2: thank you again for tuning in to yet another episode of Polished Gems. I am your host and creator of the podcast, Polish Gems, as well as the creator of a blog called Fruitful Gems. I'm also an author and a real estate agent in the state of Georgia and a mom of two children. And I have with me the amazing Marquita Young. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: All right. So I am Marquita Young. I am a mom, wife. I'm a Navy veteran. I'm a writer, a published author, um, owner of Inspire You Gifts, and contributor for Fruitful Gems.
2: Perfect. Thank you, Marquita, again, for joining me tonight. Let's jump into our topic of focus and our blog of focus, which was about kindness, guys. And the blog that Marquita wrote, how to demonstrate kindness and adversity by sharing your life. So let's, uh, Marquita, please tell us a brief description of what that blog was about.
1: All right, so I wrote this blog um, so that we could examine how kindness benefits us as well as others, right? Many times God will ask us to show compassion and often it's during the difficult times in our lives. So in this blog, I provided evidence that our blessing is within the instruction God gives during that time. And I also provided a prayer that can help encourage us to follow him even when we don't fully understand.
2: Awesome. I, I love that you said when we don't fully understand because a lot of times we want to understand everything. So also you share in this statement in your blog that I wanted to ask you about. It says this, a man who is kind benefits himself, but a cool man hurts himself. Can you please let us know what that statement means to you and even provide an example so we can better understand its meaning as well?
1: So this statement to me means that when you show kindness to others, you reap the benefit of a soft heart, right? You reap the benefit of getting that kindness in return. Um, Now, there are so many stories in the Bible about kindness, right? So we know the story of Boaz showing kindness to Ruth. Um, If you know the story of the Good Samaritan who stopped to help the man who had been beaten and robbed after others passed him by, like that's just a few of the stories, but there's so many, right? So the story that I focused on in this blog was about the prophet Elijah and a kind woman that helped him in the famine. So um, if you want to read it for yourself, it's in first Kings 18. Now, the prophet Elijah talked about how the Lord sent birds to feed him next to the water until there was no more food to bring him. Right. That in itself to me, is just so amazing that God had birds feeding him. Right. So after that time, he told him to go into a town and there would be a woman there waiting for him and um, that he put in place that would um, feed Elijah right? So now I'm paraphrasing, but if you get an opportunity, take the time to read it for yourself, right? Okay. So he went as he was instructed and he saw a woman getting water at the well. He asked for bread and she said that she only had a little bit of flour and oil left and she was getting ready to make the last of it so that her and her son can eat one last time before they died of starvation, right? So he told her that if she fed him, the Lord would ensure that she and her son, had nourishment for the rest of the family.
2: So let's take a moment and pause here because, yes, you said a lot, and I love your response also um, regarding what that statement meant to you. But let's take a pause here and just think about this scenario uh, that Elijah went through, right, with the woman and the breath. If you were in that same situation, please let us know what you would have done. I know for me personally, I would have been like, wait a minute, this is my last little bit of food. Who are you? Where are you coming from? So let us know what you would have done.
1: Honestly, I I'm really not sure. Like I feel like, you know, I'm a given person. I'm willing to share. But I think in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like survival for me, survival for my family, right? So, you know, even now, um, I, I consider like how my giving will affect us in the long run. Right. So um, what I try to do more now is just, you know, seek God in the moment and then kind of just trust if he laid it on my heart to give. then that's what I'm supposed to do type of thing. Um, but it doesn't stop me from shaking the thought of if I give you a dollar today, I might need that dollar tomorrow type of thing. You know, so that's something that I realized that I definitely need to work on. Um, But I also realized, too, that when I don't give, um, when he lays it on my heart to give, I cancel out the kindness, right? I cancel out the blessing that's in the giving um, by replacing it with the worry and fear and the regret. Right. So um, that's definitely an area where I know my faith needs to increase. And honestly, um, just in the last few months, like I've done better about it. but like i said i still have that little thought in the back of my my mind that hesitation that's like okay if i give this today will i need it tomorrow um and honestly i think it comes from just being in a place of lack at some point in my life right and having to figure out how to get out of a situation without depending on people right which in turn caused me to be the person who doesn't understand why people can't or won't use the same resources i did To help themselves right so i know that that's incorrect thinking but that is the fleshly reality that and something that i'm working on improving you know realizing that when i give it has to be without requirement or question and it has to be from pure kindness and generosity right so reality for most of us is we probably would have told him to kick rocks Um, because like there's no way that I'm going to sacrifice my last (laughs) for my family to feed you. Um, But that is just it's incorrect thinking. It's not what God would want us to do. And we really have to tap into if he lays it on our heart to give and he lays it on our heart to provide something for somebody that in return, he will cover us in that. Right. And he will return to us what we need when we need it. We won't be lacking
2: i'm glad that you said that because off air guys i'm just going to share with you she and marquita and i were talking about um god mass is not our math so let me explain what that means um if you look at when god um when jesus blessed the fish and loaves of bread they got multiplied right and it even put the disciples that were with him in awe of wait a minute how are we going to feed all these people that came to listen to God talk, there was over 3,000 people or 3,000 men, I believe the Bible, one of the versions of the Bible says. So that's not including the women and children that actually were there. So with that being said, God math is very different than our math. When it's what we see as black or what we think as black, because I know you guys heard my statement, it would have been hard for me at first. Like God would have had to been like, Jacinta, I'm just asking you to do this. I need you to do this. And my heart would have had to soften because of his voice, because I've gotten to a place of trusting his voice. Like you said, and it's a, it's a daily, monthly improvement because there are times, yeah, when you've been in lack for a long time, what Marquita just said, that can be hard. That can be hard for you to imagine, oh, I got to give my last dollar for what? <laughs> So, or I gotta give the shirt off my back, or I, the shoes off of my feet. But let me tell you the goodness of God. God's mask will not have you lacking. It will not have you lacking. It will, you, it will come back to you sometimes in the most unexpected way as well. So let's get back into this story about Elijah and this woman that he encountered. Martita, please share with us what she ended up doing after being asked to give and share the last of her food with this man she didn't even know.
1: So she believed what Elijah said and she invited him to the table to share their last with him. Um, And they didn't die. And God provided them with provision, just like the prophet Elijah told her that he would. Um, I think of how this could have gone so wrong, but it's like amazing that everything just kind of went right. Right. She made the right decision. She believed what the prophet said and that showed her faith for God's will to be done, whatever the outcome. Right. So she didn't put her faith in him. She put her faith in God and that if he said that God would provide that, he would. Right. So I just love this story because it just shows how when you are kind to others and we give as the Lord commands us to give, that we will reap a harvest for what we have sown. Um, We must have faith of a mustard seed, just as the Lord commands us to have. Even when things look bad or it looks like demise is right around the corner, he can send someone to save the day. In this woman's case, it was a prophet. Now, imagine if she had been mean to him and not shared her last with him. She would have been disobeying God and revealing her heart, and the demise she expected to come for her and her son would have probably been right around the corner.
0: Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a moment. All right, we're back and let's continue. Yeah, just waiting on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and that is,
2: that's the thing that we don't realize. It's in our obedience to God and doing as he instructs us to do. It's actually to increase our faith along the journey. So um, just as you said, it's that faith of a mustard seed. The reason why he picks something so small is so it can grow over time. The mustard seed tree grows exponentially, exponentially. Like it grows so tall, so wide, and so big that over time, that's how our faith and trust in God becomes as we learn to obey his instructions. So tell uh, what I love about this story is that it really teaches us how our blessings are actually connected to that obedience. Now, however, obedience can be done out of routine where we're just like, okay, God, I'm just gonna obey you just cuz. I'm just gonna obey you just cuz. And when we get into that, we're stepping outside of actually the fruit of God's spirit, of obeying him in love, because God is love. So, And when we make the choice to obey with the fruit of God's spirit in our heart versus just out of routine. So, Marquita, can you please share with us, what can we learn from this example that you've given us in First Kings 18?
1: So, we live in a world where everyone is looking out for their self. If you don't look out for yourself, then who will, right? That's the mindset that a lot of us have. And so the Bible says in Philippians 2, um, verse 3 in the New Living Translation don't be selfish, don't try to impress others, be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves, right? He's imploring on us and encouraging us to look out for each other, right? To not think that we're above helping anyone else because at some point in time, you may need help, right? So we can get so wrapped up in looking out for self that we fail to help our brothers and sisters in need. And while we should not give with expectation of return, we should provide knowing that God will repay us for our kindness. So don't forget that the Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. So, so many people live with the expectation of getting some type of recognition or accolade for their giving. And that's why you see so many people like recording their giving and posting it to social media. Um, It has become something you do for likes rather than something that you do because you should. And it's pleasing to the most high, right? So in Matthew 6, 1 through 4, it says, watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose the reward from the Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do it as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all the reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and the father who sees everything will reward you. Right. There will come a day when we all need help. You will want those you seek help from to do it while also respecting your privacy enough to not blast your struggles to the world. In the past, if they did not look out for one another, especially during times of famine, they would die. It's impressive, right, when you read the Bible and see that people share their last without hesitation, like truly, seriously, just trusting God, right? In this day and age, it's less likely and evidence of our selfishness that we don't trust God enough to know that he will send someone to give us more than what we had, that we constantly fail the test of giving and looking out for one another because of our selfishness. Right. So, you know, take a moment to ask yourself, when the day comes for you, will you fail the test?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I take that into your time of talking to God regarding giving, Uh, just as Markita said, and Understanding that, yes, um, giving is not doing it for life because God can see the heart of a man and the heart of a woman and even the heart of a child. So he understands that if we're just giving for show or if we're actually giving from a place that is super genuine and, like I said earlier, from the fruit of his spirit, he can tell when we're doing it out of that and when we're even trusting him from that place. So, Marquita, let's leave the people with one final thought so we can wrap up this conversation, particularly on kindness.
1: Go ahead. All right. So, the reality is, if I was the woman in 1 Kings 18 and I had to give my last to a strange person, I don't know if I would have been willing to do that, right? My unwillingness, though, would have blocked my blessing. So, if you're anything like me and you struggle with being a cheerful giver, We should be reminded that there are so many lessons of kindness and giving all over the Bible, right? And we should strive to be better in those areas and ask God to help you to improve in those areas where you struggle and allow him to come in and point out where you can make those improvements ahead, right? We just really have to get in a place of trusting him and depending on him and knowing that He's not going to place the thought of giving on our heart to have us living in a place of lack thereafter, right? He's going to place the thought of giving on our heart, knowing that he's going to, that he's going to provide what we need, right? If we only just believe and have faith in the fact that he will do so. Um, And so, like I said, that's definitely an area that I'm still working on and I still need to improve on. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know that there's probably, you know, some of you out there who have that same struggle as well, but Like, I'm just going to keep seeking God for it and continue to um, let Him change my heart, right? And change my way of thinking about it. And then eventually it won't be an issue for me. And when the time really comes where this is a true testament, um, like this woman on life or death, I want to be in a place, you know, I pray that He has me in a place where um, I pass the test with flying colors. So.
2: I love that. Um, look, me too. <laughs> so <laughs> lovely with that too. So guys, I say that this topic tonight on kindness and what it looks like and even the examples that we provided really help you to understand that it's about including God because God knows what you have. He also knows um, what he can ask of you to even let go of as well. So sitting close to him, will you'll cultivate that trust relationship, right? Where we've been burned by humans before, or where you felt like um, people just use you or abuse you. Yeah, God will, he's not trying to do that. He's not trying to um, uh, get you in a place where you're just angry and frustrated about that um, emotion. But he definitely wants you to understand that when he says give, there's typically a blessing attached to his giving. But he wants you to do it without wanting what's in his hand, but understanding what's in his heart. So, guys, I like I said, I pray that this conversation has blessed you. And until next time, we ha- we'll have another topic ready for you. Have a wonderful evening.
0: for tuning into another episode of polished gems please make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode also head over to fruitfulgems.com. that's f-r-u-i-t-f-u-l-j-e-m-s dot com and become a part of our family to receive your free guide discovering your worth through the fruit of god's spirit Until next time.